A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mock Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Chocobo. And no one else, because it's only you that's continued to go through Final Fantasy VII this close to the end of the year. So I thought we would do a big old conversation on kind of what it feels going like, what it feels like going into one of the, um, you know, one of this, these biggest, most illustrious franchises um, and having Final Fantasy VII Remake be your entry point. Um, how have you found it so far? What's your thoughts on, uh, on the old Final Fantasy overall? Well, it, it technically isn't my entry point because I play. I watched the Spirits of In uh, back back on VHS. That's not an entry point. That's a brick wall. Uh, what's what's the other one called where it actually has the Sephiroth in it in the actual film? Children. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> I've seen that over over a friend's shoulder, and I think I've been in the room when someone played a Kingdom Hearts, which is close. I love that yeah. that's the stuff. The like, just Final Fantasy ephemera, like Spirits yeah. Within, Advent Children, over a shoulder, and yeah. then a little bit of Kingdom Hearts. It's just Great. kind of like radiation because Advent Children was on that house party, so that sort of thing. <laughs> but yeah, if, this is my first legit, genuine time I've sat down. Like I'm going to play a Final Fantasy. I, mm-hmm. I am trying to make up for my years of sin not playing these games. And straight off, I think for the first one, it's pretty good. So I want to break a few things down because obviously Final Fantasy VII has such a massive legacy. A lot of people played the original PS1 one, but in doing the remake, like there's just so much to talk about in regards to how much they reapproached the story. They split it to do it in multiple installments. They said that it's it was potentially going to be like five or four, and now it's in theory going to be a trilogy, um, but they keep going back and forward on it. Um, but I guess, how did you find the, because you haven't finished it just yet, but you are very near the end. How have you found the story in the world and the general sort of, like has it lived up to the idea of what Final Fantasy VII is? Well, I do, I, to brush people up, I've just beaten uh, two guys. I kind of remember their name. Neo is one of them. Neo or Nero? Uh, maybe. He's I got mean, long red detail. hair and he's got a cane. What? And he, hang, and he hangs around with a, a bald guy who's got wears sunglasses in a helicopter. Oh my God, Rude and Reno. Right. Yes, yes. Rude and Reno. I yes, like, Nero. <laughs> I, uh, as you can tell, like I'm taking I'm, some of these things, like they come and go so fast. This is why I, this is why I wanted to get you on this because, like, if you if you're new to Final Fantasy, then it's like, yeah, what's it like going into such a, a big storied thing and trying to pick uh, it apart? Can, can, are we spoiling the story? Can we just say that? We're... Um, yeah, I mean, well, you, you won't be able to do the big spoilers because you haven't yeah. hit them yet. So, yeah. Does the plate fall down in the original game as well? Yes. Does, so they just kill like even more like innocent people that it's weird because um i'm going to i thought they would obviously say that because this is all mm. happy and friends and hugging and stuff uh-huh. especially when they will spend 20 minutes on someone who is shouting at someone with a gun so like, just let us through and he's like obviously obviously guns don't really mean the same thing they do in final fantasies that they do everywhere else it's just funny it's, how... it's like you only get killed if you're in a cutscene. otherwise it's yeah. like you, you'll be totally fine also also like people sitting there going i can't do it anymore just sitting there 
And I'm like, wait, I don't think you're dead. Are you dead? You just, you just went, the anime sort of like, oh, and then Cloud goes, oh. yeah. And then I don't, I don't know. And then we just leave their body there. So I don't, I don't know if they're dead. There's a lot of, um, I mean, some of that is just like anime tropes. Like there's yeah. always, in anime, there's always like a, unless they've had a, a giant big send off where they can really drag out their death sequence, chances are they've still got that to come. Um, and Final Fantasy does do that. To clarify what you meant with the plate, um, that's the city of Midgar is sort of set on two tiers. And then at one point in the story, the, um, the uh, Shinra. Yes, it's called the Rotting Pizza. Um, that's, like, that's a nickname for it. And there's Mayor Domino, who's the name of the mayor who is uh, part of the city. But um, yeah, at one point, one of the top plates falls down and crushes the slums below, which I was going to say was way... Because did you find that was emotionally anything? Because I, fa- I thought it was way better done in the original. I didn't feel that much for it in the new one. I think because I didn't believe it was going to happen and I can't remember the, um, the big guy who... Barrett. I'm to think. Barrett. Not Barrett, because Barrett's already up there like kicking ass. But the... Yeah. Um, one of the ones, the bandana, who who um, they oh, make fun um, of him for being fat. Uh, Wedge. Yeah, Wedge is doing his whole like, spiel down the bottom. That sort of takes me out a bit. Right. And then you get to the actual fight, and I'm more stressed out because I'm trying to beat these helicopter troopers that float, float in the air just far away, and you're being shot by some turrets. And sometimes, especially when you're on your own at this point in the game, you have no one else to rely on like, mm. team-wise. It can be a bit horrible. <laughs> and right. a bit like, I've just beaten some of the biggest bosses, and then one little dude with some propeller blade is just <laughs> ruining, ruining me. Something. Yeah, those guys, they, they love, considering, considering how much they overhauled the combat i do think this is the best combat system square enix have ever done like i loved i love a good turn-based combat system but they've been trying to do more sort of live action platinum style combat for a while and 15s was weird it was like holding buttons to pull off animations it just felt strange um but for the most part i think this thing does feel responsive it does feel like you can experiment in the moment like you know different launchers and, and like parries and, and like countering and stuff but like you said, they do love throwing chip damage enemies at you and stuff that just decimates you from off screen. Has that just got in the way a little bit too much? Not as much as other games I've played, uh, but uh, it's so not like, a Sekiro. Uh, it's not a Sekiro. It's not a um, Ghosts of Tsushima. They block at the last minute. You've got to switch stances. And uh, sorry, sorry, about <laughs> that. Uh, so, but I found it. I, Going into it, I thought, oh, I'm just going to be beating up rats for the whole time when you first start. And <laughs> it's like, why would it be that? I, I just assume. I just, because when I heard that this game was going to be dragged out, I uh, thought it was good. Because it doesn't, someone to me who's never played the other ones, it doesn't feel dragged out. If this right. all feels coherent and it feels like it's moving at a st- steady pace. That's fascinating. You, okay, so the, like in the original game, the entirety of the Midgar section takes like five-ish hours. Um, yeah. But in this, it is the entirety of like a 30-hour thing. Um, and so for me, with a direct comparison of the original to now, I noticed when they put all the side missions in and all the... We, for me, that just felt like total bloat when it was like, here's this mission board and you're going to hang out with Aerith for a bit and you're going to hang out with uh, Barrett and Tifa for a bit and you can go do all these yeah. random side missions that are just like kill five things, go find six cats, whatever. Um, did that stuff sort of just fall together though because you were experiencing the world for the first time it did i think the ones that lagged for me is when uh as i just did before the plate fell you go up when you go up up the stairs in this game you're just going up the same room about four or five times with just that one bit yeah and there's also a bit when you deact when you choose to um weaken a robot enemy that they build up for a while you go Mm -hmm. it's like seven times you go through the same free rooms or something like that and that was another thing that i was yeah. starting to notice dragged a bit as well but they're the only times that i really sort of 
get a bit nulled down. And also the video game moments of when Cloud has to slowly go through a gap all of a sudden. The oh, yeah, well, they're just loading the next big yeah. area. Yeah, that was one of the things where, like, even when we did the hands-on stuff before launch, where I was like, okay, I guess what, I know why you need this, because I know you need to render out the next bunch of corridors and whatever, but it's so noticeable. Um, mm. Like, I think, for me, those were the things that combined with the side mission blow kind of did did feel like it got in the way of the pacing. But that's also because I have a direct comparison to what it's supposed to be. That's like if you took like a, I don't know, like a movie, you take the opening 10 minutes and you drag that into two hours, I'm going to be super aware of what plot point is supposed to be landing, but we're stretching it all the way out. Like, um, yeah. all, the, all the ghost stuff came at a sort of right point for me because I was kind of bored of going through another town. And right. then... Um, some of the, some of the comedy stuff with the dressing, like I thought was funny at the start, but then they that that lasted a bit long. But then mm-hmm. like doing the ghost stuff and like having to think of totally different ways to beat enemies after fighting a stupid house that you have to either <laughs> travel to like in real life have to travel to the top of a mountain and ask some sort of like person like how do you beat this thing or because uh, I don't even think when you assess it it tells you this color means that this color means that on the windows. So yeah, I did cheat that. Okay, so for that thing, that 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 is one of the finest pieces of fan service in like gaming history because that thing in the original game was nothing. It was just a random enemy that you found on the way to the slums, on the way to Wall Market, and you just yeah. fight this like demonic house. And in 1997, it was like, what the hell is this? Why is there a house attacking me? What's going on? And then in the in that one, when um, you do the the combat arena and you're down underground, and all of a sudden, you know, they say like, oh, the champion boss thing that belongs to uh, Don Corneo is like, oh, this big, and they say like, it's the Hell House, and it comes out the ground and like someone like me went oh my god you've taken this thing that was nothing and made it a big stadium-sized thing but like you said the fight itself is this big like like elemental thing where if you're not working out specific weaknesses you are just kind of boned because it'll just kill because you died like 45 minutes in or something right Yes, I I, um, I got so far in and I was constantly trying to heal the people and get them through it I just I, I just started to lose the will and slow down and I wasn't doing much damage <laughs> to the hell house. And I didn't realize what lose I was the will to live. I, I didn't realize what I was doing wrong. And the man on the intercom was like, the hell house is here. <laughs> He's I, loving it. Oh, God. And just like, uh, I, I will say, I, I don't know how you'd ever fix this, but when you, you resurrect people like with Phoenix down or mm-hmm. uh, rise, I yep. wish that they had a moment to not be just, bundled by a massive enemy or if they're just in the way <laughs> they're just down straight away again and you've got to wait for your half bar to fill up to use anything again then sometimes that can fall into a mess of like the hell you can get stuck in a loop yeah like it, it, that's kind of that's kind of like a jrpg trope and um, that sometimes you can just get stuck in a, a death resurrect cycle where you're just especially in the turn-based games you were waiting to come around again to do something else and then oh that character's been killed again and whatever i think you can get around that a bit in terms of like specking towards um like leveling up the um like you said the resurrect stuff so that they come back with full health and things like that and um, have you found the like the combat system because like i think that fights like the hell house thing force you into a mindset of elementals that the other fights don't and i like that um, especially when you come back to it on like hard mode and stuff. Um, because in this game's hard mode, you only get a certain amount of MP for the whole chapter. So you have to yeah. you have to ration out when you use your spells. And I think that um, I love the way that that forced me to think. Um, but like, do you think, I don't know, like should it take something as annoying as the Hell House to force you into that mode? I think a lot of the time I was, because I did take a bit of a break through this because I did, uh, I stopped playing this to play Tsushima. So mm-hmm. I kind of like, I lost a few tricks. But uh, at the beginning, I was definitely just like, I'm just going to brute force these people's cloud because I've got a big, massive cloud sword and <laughs> what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. And then um, I think after Hell House, that's been like, that shifted my focus to making 
Aerith, my favorite, my main, my favorite character. We should talk about that as well because the um, I saw, you were messaging me about like you were fighting one of the enemies underground. I forget its specific name, but it has two big horns and you fight it in the sewers. Um, yes. And that thing, you can die to that after a massive amount of time as well because towards the end of the fight, it starts doing she those did. attacks. Yeah, which just like swamp the area. And if you're not in the right place, you just get wiped out. Um, not instantly, but you can. Um, and I was saying to you that like, you need to be swapping between the whole party. I like the fact that in this one, they kind of found a way to like evolve the JRPG mentality and have you play as a whole team all at once. Um, and that was something that I just sort of did, but I think that was just me experimenting with how fast can I swap without knocking the frame rate? Is it going to keep up with me? Yeah. Whereas like you said that you hadn't been thinking that way. And I know Cleary didn't as well. When Adam, Cle Adam Cleary went through it with me before launch, um, he wasn't, he was picking one character and just doing that. Whereas like, once you start jumping between everybody, for me, that all starts to come together. Also, I use it more of a sneaky technique because the most recent boss, uh, you remember the names that I've just forgotten just now. It was yes. Rude and... Uh, <laughs> it's Rude and Reno. Uh, I was just switching just so I would fake them out. So I'd let them attack someone that I didn't want to use, mm -hmm. go back to our onesies and actually get an attack in. Because, right. uh, Reno? Reno I, is the one with the red hair. Rude Reno's just... One. Doesn't matter what you do, he'll just go for anything you do and he'll just combo you in sort of a juggle. So you've either got you a can, roll, You can parry him. Yeah, but when, I, when I'm doing my focus thrust and he just uh -huh. like, and he just bats me off through that, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> fine, I'll just, I'll, I'll phase you out a bit and I'll just move around and I'll be Barrett for a bit. You can just hit Barrett instead. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Well, that's the thing because they like they they hint at like specific roles early on that I think really come into their own over time. Like the more once you start realizing that you can you know twin sort of um, you know Tifa's basic attacks with like a lightning infusion, so that all her like really fast melee flurries are lightning infused, and maybe you can do that with Barrett from a distance, so that all of his rounds are like fire infused, and maybe you're up against something that has a fire weakness, then you position Barrett far away and just have him sort yeah. of rain down stuff from afar. Like if you started thinking more like that, because that's I think that's what they're trying to do, but I also realized that they could do that they could they could make you think like that way earlier in the game i i think after hell house i've been getting more into trying to like actually use material a lot more and like be thinking okay. about it more than just like oh everyone's gonna have cure because i just need everyone to be able to bring everyone back to life and sort of thing but mm -hmm. i i think after this i'm starting to get into that now especially right. with um like specifically using lightning to take down that helicopter at one point or mm -hmm. you uh that other the the other giant ops thing and also it seems that like everything's weak to fire by the way like almost <laughs> everyone which i just realized and now i'm just using fire more than some other attacks because it's got, i mean fire is like a good baseline but um you get like specific you get, it'll, it'll always pop off and say like a specific weakness or a specific yeah. thing that it's like immune to so i guess you're always trying to com um, uh, combine stuff it's just weird because i like went through it the first time and then restarted it went through it all again on hard and it was the hard stuff that i thought was was just brilliant like that's one of the only games that i would wholly recommend on hard um like depends on how much you think that you like it by the end kind of thing but the way that it forces you into that mold of like specifically working out what like elements combo together and setups and character builds and stuff like that and um, what was it about this one that made you want to dive in was it just the like the production value and things like that or is it the reputation that it has it's the reputation mainly i think everyone everyone and their mothers i think my granddad who's never played a video game has told me that final fantasy 7 is the best that's great one of the best things of all time and everything like that. And I was like, okay, I will play this game. And also the new combat style and seeing how it is revamped and everything like that. Because I don't think I've, at this point, especially with trying to play so much of stuff, I have the patience to even play some of the older uh, Final Fantasy on their like enhanced speed modes that they've kind of got. Mm -hmm. So this is really sort of been like the gateway for me to get into that sort of thing. And I'm mm -hmm. 
really enjoying the just the freedom of movement and being like instead of me playing like say like uh i think the last time i played a game similar to this was um was it like the third age lord of the rings okay oh you mean like any sort of turn-based rpg yeah where you can't move at all sort of thing right. and you just and i just get sort of i would back uh, especially years ago i would just get angry like oh, why can't i move or do something <laughs> in the moment you know sort of thing mm-hmm. I mean, they, they like yeah. they want to make something that will bring people in like that. For me, I mean, like I said, I love a good turn-based thing, um, because did it you is play those... this turn-based or did you play it all action? Oh God, no, not not the uh, not the turn-based option that's in the remake. That thing is horrible. I I'm mean, the original. Oh, it's well, they they tried to like split the difference and be like, hey, old school fans, don't worry, we've got you. Like, you can make this new one turn-based, but it's it's crap. Like, it's just they just make it so that um the action freezes. Like, it's like you you tell Cloud to attack or whatever, and then you just watch him move into position and attack, and then it stops okay. again, and you do something else. So it doesn't really. It just feels weird. It just feels like you have fundamentally less control um, as opposed to like the best GRPG systems are the ones where it's tactically minded. Like I know you like um, XCOM games and it's like that sort of, you know, you are like, str- yeah. str- like strategically thinking multiple turns ahead and stuff like that. Um, I guess like, what do you think of the, uh, the story as well? Do you, what, what do you think about Sephiroth? Do you feel much in the way of Sephiroth? Cause he's one of the biggest villains in gaming history. Well, I don't think we've had a lot of him in the moment wh- right. where I am sort of thing. It's more been, um, I think, you said, is it the mayor of the city? Yeah, Mayor Domino. We saw him for a minute. Who's Marcus Phoenix? Or well, is that, how do you mean? The one voice. of it, him or his mate? Uh, I think his general mate is uh-huh. the same voice as Marcus Phoenix. And oh, like, John DiMaggio. Actually, yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, I think I remember Googling that back in many years and, ago. And the actual mayor sounds sounds like Skullface from The Phantom Pain, which made me laugh. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think, really, I've just seen like rude and a couple of the other guys and it's more been i've enjoyed the message of like saving the city and it's mm-hmm. sort of like even though they're being painted as the terrorists when they're not really and they're trying to do something for good like mm-hmm. i thought it's a bit hammy and a bit weird at the very beginning mm-hmm. but i i it's more i think endeared to the characters because i don't think you actually at my point they're still sort of like leading you along and not really letting you know what's going on you know there's um something going on with Aerith, but you're not quite sure yet and right Cloud's barely ever speaking. He just goes, oh, yeah. What's man. what's your thoughts on uh, Cloud as a character as well? Because he's 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 not completely different, but they they write him very differently because they need to sort of make him this like husk of a dude. And um, because his sort of the revelation of who he really is and what's really going on isn't going to come for you or for the remake people for like another few years. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates 
fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, he feels a bit nothing at the moment. It feels like Aerith and Tifa are the sort of the stars of the show and mm. the, they feel them more fleshed out because I think it's because you go along with them and they're actually talking to you and they don't feel so much of like a, um, not a joke, but sometimes when at the beginnings with uh, Barrett, when he's just shouting at you and he's angry at Cloud, right. you don't take him seriously as much, but when you have those moments of Aerith and Tifa at these certain points, and um, even Jessica towards the beginning, but now she's just gone and forgotten about sort of feel, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did you, did you feel attached to Jessie? Because they, they very much use her as like a surrogate for another character. Because um, yeah. she wasn't anything in the original one. So they try and flesh her out. Did that work for you? I felt like she definitely felt like second tier of the team, right. along with Wedge and their other friend. But um, yeah, I, <laughs> Biggs. Biggs. But I kind of like. I, Is it Biggs? Anyway. I, I, I felt sank for most of them like cloud seems to be the only one who doesn't really isn't really human to me at the moment right and i'm waiting to see what carries on sort of thing a lot of that is quite intentional i guess because that yeah they're gonna fill some stuff in but like i said that's that's end game stuff um it's like at least it's end game in the original i don't know how they're gonna bring it in um with this one but did you find because josh was saying when he went through it that like at a couple of points especially when the uh, plate falls that he felt completely taken out of it because they show what looks like a like a random cat with a crown on its head lamenting the fact that the plates fallen and he was like what the hell because he was completely invested in the drama of the moment yeah. whereas like for me i know exactly who that is he did they're not supposed to be there yet um but have you found that class I, at all? It, I had that exact same sort of thing it'd be like if i just started like ignoring you and started playing like this like funko pop here it was kind <laughs> of like what is the cat thing right and but what about everyone else? like surely hundreds maybe a thousand of people are being crushed at the moment yeah. and then random the cat random cat is like a meow i'm like <laughs> the cat's very sad mate and, and i just had this long fight with two dudes that just love to juggle you and span their electric powers out and <laughs> that fight especially coming to the end where i was like resurrect i couldn't do you are oh, you dead again <laughs> bring up right. suddenly i was falling apart at the seams at the end of that so mm-hmm. to have just cat going like oh i think i'm there with josh that i'm i i don't know what's going on with that yet right I think that the bit where it's, it breaks the most in terms of, I don't know what's going on and I feel like um, I should have this body of knowledge is way more towards the end. The, uh, you'll see when you get there, but that was the thing that made, like Josh deleted it as soon as he finished it. Um, and it wasn't like a marker on that he's not bothered about what happens next. Um, but he was very much like, oh, okay, you've designed this ending in a way that is, it, it is fundamentally connected to the original game and it's fundamentally connected to the fandom um, and everything else. And like, that was the thing that made me love it. Um, but it was always like, I opened the review when I reviewed it back in March or whatever, saying that you should only play this if you play the original. And a lot of that was fueled by the way that it goes. But I guess overall, like, like I said, if you've, you haven't felt like you're missing out on anything, it still feels like, other than the cat thing, it feels like it's working. 
No, I mean, even the cat thing didn't really get me as much because the, so far I feel like the the perception of someone who doesn't get involved with Final Fantasy, that's the first sort of like Final Fantasy thing to really leaking that I saw. Okay. Apart from me having sort of like Chocobos as an attack at one point, like as an especially. Hey, did you know what they were? Just random yellow birds coming oh, in. I know what they are because they're like in loads of the games, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard, there's one of those things that I've heard enough where I, it's, in, it's, it's, it's part of my life. It's part of my life. But <laughs> Yeah, you can't avoid all of it. This all has been it. just a really sort of like, for me, a cool sort of like sci-fi dystopia and everyone's sort of like locked into a city and no sort of way out. And mm-hmm. there's big distinctions of like the rich are up here and the poor are down here and sort of things like that. And I've enjoyed that, even though some of it's been real sort of obvious. And it's right. I, I just really like the look of this game as well. Like even... Even as an incoming person, like even like the uh, anime hair and sort of thing is locked behind these sort of like, serious and stoic characters, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I was gonna say that well, the mix of those two things because obviously it has its roots in you know in anime design. Like you said, you're yeah. gonna get massive oversized swords and massive spiky hair and everything. Um, I guess that's another sort of wrinkle of like I what- do. I do watch for uh, I watch out for that sword to clip, and I think I've seen it clip through two things. Like even when he sits down <laughs> on the bench and he moves it, I think there's been two scenes where the sword is clipped. So oh, it does. I mean, like there's no way that it makes it. Nothing makes any logistical sense. Like Sephiroth's yeah. Masamune sword is like bigger than him, and when he holds it, it goes all the way out. Like there's no way that that's ever going to sort of work. Um, but I guess like yeah, what are you sort of curious? Um, it might pan out going forward because like we know that it's coming in multiple installments, but like what sort of answers are you looking to um to, for them to bring together by the end of this part well i guess like you leave midgar after this so like mm-hmm. it's midgar wrapped up forever sort of thing like i, I think i what i edited your review i think and i don't, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you might have done. yeah um i i have no idea because i know as i said i, I from um the film as uh, children? children i know sephiroth and I've, we obviously we've seen them at this like far earlier than that it was ever in this game before so i know mm-hmm. I, he's coming up somewhere, but I, I, I guess he's going to be a role to play. That, yeah, that I, whole thing. And I also kind of know the story. I'm trying to dance around, but I know what happens at the end of Final Fantasy VII because I, I've, I've, edited, I've edited videos on the internet before and I've also watched videos on the internet before. See, a lot of people, like, um, let's just say it involves Aerith. A lot of people yeah. know the Aerith thing, but don't know the cloud thing. And so, like, do you I know, don't the, know cloud the cloud thing? thing no. Right, good. See, so that that I for me for my money that is a bigger twist, that is a bigger deal than anything that happens. Well, not not necessarily a bigger deal, but it means more to that character and the thing that they okay. do with Cloud. Um, I always love that and the way that it comes together, even in the nineteen ninety seven one with the polygonal graphics and everything. Um, that scene. Again, I'm being vague as hell, but that scene yeah. with Cloud when they finally bring him together is brilliant. Because um, I think I've yeah. seen like that scene in the ninety seven one, but obviously not with the audio, just sort of cut it and then seeing all these little sprites around and not knowing what's <laughs> going on, but seeing the air, right. like. The error thing is what everyone sort of points to mm-hmm. in that game. Well, that that's like the Vader, I'm your father thing of Final Fantasy or the ni- of 90s video games. I guess as well, would you recommend it to people who also haven't played a Final Fantasy? Like, has it has it been everything you thought it would be? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I more ham it up in real life than I actually do. But like someone who wasn't into Final Fantasy or had like no interest of ever jumping in, like mm. when 15 came out, I just, I, I glanced over and was like, no, thank you. Sorry, I'm, I'm fine. And then looking <laughs> at the Kingdom Hearts and then be like, no. And then thinking, how does my sister have Platinums in most of those games? It's just right. insane. But uh, this one has, I think if I didn't have to play for it again on hard, like when I'm so busy and like trying to- Oh, you're going to get the Platinum, aren't you? You're, you, you I, can't I, not I, do I, it. I don't think I can because it's, I don't think I have the actual human time. <laughs> like, I don't think unless I was to book like another week or so and just play that game. Mm. But um, I've really enjoyed 
pretty much all of my, apart from Hell House, where I was so broken and distraught because that was like one of my first things back after taking that break as well. Yeah. And that other sort of. Oh, God, saving just before the Hell House fight. Yeah. yeah. And then falling down into that. The, the big man's pit who's got who likes who likes his women in the dresses and then find that thing. <laughs> Don Corneo's sewer pit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apart from them sort of like giant bits, like everything about it has been sort of like I like the mixture of like sort of like magic with like uh just the, the dystopian sort of sci-fi mm. stuff again and I like how every character feels different, even mm. though I sort of feel like I have my preferences at the moment. And they keep evolving and changing, which is weird, which I didn't think would happen. And I kind of get annoyed now. I, I'm annoyed that I won't have Aerith for a bit because I've got used to her and I've got right. used to using her as sort of like more of a main. But now I feel I'm going to have to go back and I feel like maybe Barrett's going to get back involved in the mix. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's with my, yes, uh... yes and no. Yes. Yes, I would say yes. Especially yes. now it's, it's like I got mine at like £24. It's probably even cheaper now. Oh yeah, yeah. The actual like the actual entry price point will be a hell of a lot less than it was when they were milking the launch window. And um, but I guess like yeah, my uh, in terms of like the characters that I stuck to, my team was like Tifa. Um, I was gonna say Scott for a sec there, it's because I named him that. Uh, Cloud and Barrett. Um, but I I liked having like Barrett from ranged and stuff like that. Um, because I guess like in terms of the like yeah the way the combat's laid out, have you just found yourself playing it in a way that like because it's meant to be channeling the old school JRPG stuff? Like, do you bring some elements of that in, being like not that familiar with the genre overall? Like, if you've had to force yourself to play it in a way that isn't like other action games? Uh, I, it's more the fact that I will try and beat the ones in the face that shoot any sort of projectile <laughs> at first. Right. So that, there's a bit when you, under in one of the sewers where you, these like squid things will shoot sleeping water at oh, you. Oh, they suck. And yeah. rather than dealing with that, I just go straight into them and just like do them over straight away. But it's mm-hmm. more... It, I, I don't know. I think it's just me of games. I always want to get the people that can either fly or shoot me first sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think my only sort of maybe, maybe big complaint is like, I know they couldn't do this, but the enemies, when they shoot, you do so much more damage when Barrett shoots. And I almost feel like half the time I don't want to use him because mm-hmm. unless I'm building up his meter to get sort of like uh, to use a fire or a cure, I, that's why I don't really like to use him because I don't feel like he's effective and he doesn't really stagger or stun a lot of things. I feel like, he feels very much like, say, support character free. Whereas, like, say, I could be Aerith and I could be flinging my magical balls over there, and then I can summon sort of like a circle of joy around someone, and then <laughs> do other things. Where mm-hmm. I think Barrett so far, if I was to rank, I think I've I mean, the, been out to be the four. He's at the very mm-hmm. bottom so far. Oh, really? See, for me, if I was going to compare Barrett and Aerith, I always thought that Aerith's basic attack was way too weak. And I know that you're supposed to be channeling stuff with her and you do get way more um, like moves that you can do on, on triangle, like per weapon, where you are chat, like, you know, combining different things. And she gets, like you said, that ground circle. That means yeah. you can cast stuff twice. Um, she gets there over, or she got there over time for me. Whereas with Barrett, like he has that stun thing and where you press triangle, he does those sort of shotgun blasts that like stun people. Um, and this, yeah, I thought he was like a, just a damage, just a powerhouse. Like you just play Place him somewhere on the side and just have him rain down stuff. Also, um, from the side. Imagine if these like towns were bigger and you could go around and explore more. Because mm. again, like the game just looks so good, and like yeah. I like the I like the setting so much. And like I I joke about I'm not averse to anime. I've watched I've watched anime in my times. I've dabbled. He's in, like, a Sailor Moon fan. He's loving so, it. Yeah, like. <laughs> I can't remember the song right now. Digimon get involved because Digimon's better than Pokemon. So uh, stop but, being crazy. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, everything about this is becoming sort of like my jam. And it might, by the end, I think it might be my favorite Final Fantasy just over Spirits of In. But, like, <laughs> but yeah. I love, I, I love that this is sort of like a weird sci-fi magic world that has 
groundings in sort of a reality, but can mm. kind of do what the hell it wants. I do. That's well, yeah. That's the, that's a lot of the core ethos of why Final Fantasy has built up this massive fan base is because it feels like every numbered installment is like a nice little reset, but some stuff carries over, like the Chocobos or a character called Sid or the the Moogles or whatever. Like there's little bits and bobs that sort of tie them together. Do you think you'll go back to the original, or do you think you'll check out any of the other ones, or are you going to wait and just do part two of when this next one comes out? I. What if you love I, it? Mate? What if you love Final Fantasy six? What if I loved Final Fantasy VI, but then like, isn't that uh, 400 hours or something like that? Yeah, it's like 70. If I had a, if I had to say like a PS Vita and I could play on that and on the move, then maybe, but I, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, probably not. Mm-hmm. I like, I think I might stay with this new generation sort of stuff. And like, again, like playing, it's like, I finished The Witcher 3 this year, finally, mm-hmm. and I'm, but I'm not going to go back to The Witcher 2 sort of thing, that sort of thing. Where yeah, yeah. Well, but that's the thing. I mean, especially with 7 in the remake, they changed so much. They make it way more accessible and just generally yeah. upfront enjoyable. Like, look at these production values and everything else that, like, it would take a, as you know, like a bit of an, a bit of an effort to go back to the 2D one. I think this is a perfect way to reset it. And I think if they don't do, like, say, 6 like this or 9 10 when do they start doing the MMOs was it 12 they were just MMOs uh, no it was 11 was the first one and then um, 14 is the big one I think they should go back and do this for a lot of them and I think they should do this for like saying that I've always been curious about this Chrono Trigger and I've never delved mm. into that but, oh that's good yeah is that the one where you suplex a train or is that a Final Fantasy like, that's Final Fantasy 6 yeah so that's <laughs> I want to suplex a train but also right. I've sat and watched playthroughs of Chrono Trigger but not played it so okay. I want I would like some of these to be sort of like adjusted for sort of like for people like me, like for, for my sort of taste. It's, it's kind mm-hmm. of like, I guess, uh, where as I would say, like, ah, you got to play Resident Evil 2 original, but everyone else is playing Resident Evil 2 remake. I'm like, ah, you kids. It's, it is kind of like that because it was when the first Resident Evil came out and it was like, this just is the new definitive version. This is the one that you recommend. Um, yeah. But with us growing up with the originals, like you have that sort of, you want people to be able to say, like to have that comparison to be like, oh, look how far it came. Look how much you can compare it. And um, yeah. And like, would you want it remade sort of more like, if to use Resident Evil for example, would you want Resident Evil remake the re- number one that came out in like two thousand and two? Mm. I would have wanted. I would have just been happy to have that two like that and three like that. But having this action uh, uh, leaning on it and having mm. it a bit more like saying, "Well, when I go into this game, oh, I'm going to better shoot a zombie in the head. It's dead." And oh no, it's more than one bullet in the head. Right. And I feel like that's the kind of thing that some people get with Final Fantasy. And like, I would, if they were to make the rest of them like this. I would then go in and play them. Right. See that? Yeah, I think that, I mean, obviously we're going to get part two like this. And then I'm just curious if they end up doing, because Final Fantasy VI was the last uh, top-down 2D one. Um, and I'm curious what they do with something like that, because that will be an even bigger overhaul. Um, the thing that I, that I thought got in the way was just the way the story was laid out, where it was like, yeah. I could tell what beats we had to get to. Um, and the way that they change around how Sephiroth works and how he's, he's in like Cloud's mind at the beginning and he goes to sleep and he it? disappears. Well, the, um, the remake is about 30-ish hours. The original game, how long was that? Oh, um, it sort of varies, but about 40, 45. So um, if the yeah. first 20 minutes were like 30 hours, I mean... Well, that's that's what they've done, yeah. like The, the opening of Midgar is like the, the big iconic bit of the original Final Fantasy VII, but that's about four to five-ish hours. And then they stretched all that out to like 30 hours for this, which for me and like Benji, when we went through it, we were just so aware of everything that was being dragged out. Um, it was just, it, you just couldn't get away from it. I just um, thought that you would be saving kittens in any sort of Final Fantasy game. <laughs> I mean, like 
Sadly not. There's a, no, there's a, all that stuff where you go and chase after the kids and hang out with them and like learn where their little yeah, hideout is and whatever. None of that is in the original one. The thing is, I think if you find yourself enjoying the world and the story, um, if you just, if you, if you only ever went back to the original and played the first five hours, um, you, the pace of it is just so much better uh, in terms of the way that they roll those elements out, but you also don't get as much time to just drink the world in. Yeah. So it's, it's good that they've nailed that too. But yeah, I just find it endlessly fascinating. This game that has this massive legacy behind it and what it's like coming into it fresh um but yeah let us know down in the comments if you're uh, following along on the video side of things if you picked up final fantasy 7 remake having not played the original and um, welcome find us on social media if you're listening along on the audio platforms for now this has been the what culture gaming podcast i've been your host scott tilford joined by ben roy turner uh goodbye <laughs> we'll catch you all next time bye chocobos <laughs> booga booga Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.